Let me ask you some of the stuff that that's currently happening in the current industry now that you know we came back here in the Miami scene. So, yeah, you know that this whole pandemic basically like messed up the Miami scene or you know everybody all together. You know, like yeah. we couldn't done, we could not do, or still in certain ways limit things yeah. that we that we can do that we used to do back then. What are your thoughts on the Miami scene when regards to, you know, all clubbing while we're still on a pandemic? Uh, well, I mean, I think that, you know, the whole clubbing thing, it's it's Florida will be Florida, man. Uh, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just Florida's Florida. Like, I feel like that's like the perfect answer I could ever hear from Matt. It's just like we, we, we wild people. I mean, we're wild boys. At the end of the day, for Florida, we're just, we're wild boys. Like, I mean, sheesh. You know, I was outside with the pandemic when it happened too. But the thing, I, I, I've gotten tested negative and I never stopped going outside since the pandemic. But do you feel like it's a little bit, you know, risky for yourself to actually go to clubbing or anybody to be clubbing, even though you're risking yourself, especially You know, when the clubbing says that you need to wear a mask when you're in, and then when you're in, you're basically a, and everybody, instead of six feet, everybody's like, like yeah, it I was nothing. No, I think it makes no logical sense. Mm -hmm. Even with restaurants. So you could be open at a certain, like, it doesn't make sense. So you can be open in here and they say stand away six feet. But then at the same time, you're standing six feet. You're not even standing six feet. There's somebody standing like four inches away from me. And I see that they put the 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 spots on the floor. Yeah, yeah, the stickers. And, and I'm like, uh, okay. So we can only open at 50% capacity. So then are you going to be partying six feet away for the people who want to party? So this whole pandemic for me is just like Miami's a party city. We're known for a, part, uh, a party city. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. Like, you know what I mean? So this is what we do. I just feel like it's kind of like very risky in my perspective. If I'm going to go clubbing while there's a pandemic still happening, you know, it's like everybody do their thing. That's fine. But, you know, like you're you're risking your life and you're risking other people's life as well. Because you never know by very you never true. know if you actually bring the virus back home. You never know that. Yeah, you don't. I mean, it's true. I'm guessing at the end of the day, people still want to showcase their music and do all that because remember Miami folk, I'll say, I think why Miami kept going with the virus, mm. even through the virus is it's such a tough industry that mm. no matter who presented an opportunity, they were like, screw it. I need to take my opportunity. Because remember every day, some people in this industry, they want to give up, bro. Yep. They want to give up. Every day, there are a lot of people in the industry that are just like, you know, like I've worked so hard here with the politics. They want to give up. So if they have an opportunity to play a show or something, and then also imagine being locked away at home for, you know, so long, because even with the pandemic, so no shops are open. Nothing's open. You know what I mean? So imagine your favorite uh, food spot you want to eat at. It's not open. Can't go out to the beach. You can't go see your friends. They're telling you, you and your friends can't see each other or hang out or this and that. Yeah, bro. It's like almost like everyone around the world felt like what it is to be in, a, in prison. Now everyone knows what people that are in prison feel like. Well, in a way, 
in a way. I mean, of course, I know it's a pandemic, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stay at home. Don't do anything. And then it's like, okay, so how do we make money to survive? Because especially Miami. So how are we going to make money to survive? It was one of those, for me, the pandemic is like, it's one of those, like, if you didn't, if your savings were crap, mm-hmm. you'd be out on the street. If you had mm-hmm. savings, you're well enough, you know, to get by until they say the pandemic is over. So this is one of those, the pandemic is, I think it's taught people how to, there's a saying, if you fail to prepare, you're preparing for failure. So it taught a lot of people who fail to prepare. Guess what? If this happens again, be prepared. That's, that's you know, that's my take on it. That's my, t- yeah, that's my take on, on that. But what I would say is, yeah, man, the club scene now, I mean, I've gone out to a couple clubs and, you know, they're saying that right now they're saying we're not high risk or whatever. So it's cool that the scene is getting back to what it is. Maybe everything's going to change, you know, from what we've seen in the last like 10 years. Remember, we just entered a new decade. So now we're the, we're the leaders of the new decade. Mm-hmm. So now we need to change the music scene because these guys that are big and, you know, that yeah. we know that we're running, running the scene now that the torch is being handed down to us. What are we going to do to change the scene? Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'm changing the scene by building this podcast because yeah. I feel like I feel like I owe it to everybody. Everybody needs to know that the that this scene, this industry is not peaches and creams, you know? It's not black and white like no. There's more than the meets the eye. There's the great parts that the And this is exactly why I built the podcast to talk about this stuff and talk to people about this sort of stuff, you know, to share their experience. Because if you if you listen to many artists and their interviews on the podcast, it's basically a a, a well basic interview and question answer question answer question answer, and the answers are not just like you know not that big of an eye opener. And yeah. I feel like my podcast, I want to take my podcast to the point like I want to. I don't want to make this as a answer, a question answer. I want to make this as a, I want to hear what you had to go through to get where you are. You know, I don't want to hear like, yeah, I've been a struggling artist for uh, for for four years. Like, no, 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 no. I want to hear your experience during those four years. Like, what was it like to be a struggling artist for four years? Like, well, year one, I had to live in the couch. This, this, and that. See, so, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to change the narrative of this industry. And I'm trying to prepare people, let them know. It's like, Hey, if you want to do this, follow these steps, listen to all these people that have, that made it, they're trying to make it and are going through this shit. No, I'll tell you this. And you, if you want another story and like about what people got to do to actually come up or at least get their foot in the industry to open doors. Okay. So damn, I forgot the name of the club in Orlando. But it was a big club in Orlando. Guilt? All these new clubs. Oh, no, new clubs um, opened. I think it's, they changed the name to like 576, but it used to be called something else. My boy Alex Wood used to play there. Mm. So it was a big club and, and I got to play it. And you know, I got to play, of course, I got to play the main stage or the main room. What I had to do to go there was people think, oh, you went to Orlando and played a big club there. And this and that, I'm like, no, I didn't. I had to go with my boys. It was like seven of us. 
and we all got one a one bedroom motel, not even a hotel. And then I had to sleep on the floor. And we all like a couple of us slept on the floor just for me to play that one event, just to get the name out there. So yeah, it's not all peaches and cream in the fucking industry that people think it is. So, and I'm glad that with this podcast, you're changing the narrative because then maybe that'll make some people think, oh, I can just come into the industry and make it like that. Because I know a couple people like that, that they see everything on Instagram and they think, oh shit, you know what? I can make it overnight through the internet. No, bro. Everyone you see made it has a financier and someone that has put money behind them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I have a couple people for me to even go play shows. You know, they were like, okay, I'll send you this. I'll send you that just for me to have enough gas to go play that show, you know, or the person who's driving because I don't like driving to go play the show to spend that one night in the hotel room to do that just so a bunch of people could hear my fucking music or hear me play. Right. Yeah. It's the stories that I want. I want people to hear in my podcast, you know, because again, like I said, I hear so many podcasts. I may hear so many interviews. And people don't talk about that stuff. And that's why in this podcast, I made sure that when I'm talking to somebody, I made sure they feel welcome, that they yeah. feel that they feel like we could communicate. We can just talk and just talk and go on and on and on. I want yeah. you to feel like that because that's how we get the deeper questions with the deeper answers in which this is exactly why I'm listening to the show, because I want to hear what's up how what they had to go through and i want to teach people i want to guide them i want to let them know it's like hey don't do some of the stuff that i did don't do some of the stuff that they did do this and if you do this and you do that man it'll, your life will much be a whole lot simpler and you'll be you your food will be in the industry and before you know it you know grind yourself you're already in it so yeah dude so that's what i had to do i've done that you know i've been penniless before When I say literally penniless, like nothing in my accounts. Mm. And because I've put everything through my music, sending it to bigger masters, just spending a whole lot of money on equipment and stuff like that. And because I really believe, you know, in my dream. So if somebody believes this music is their dream, they have to understand this is what they're going to go through. Mm hmm. You're going to have to go through a lot of no's before you get yeses. Yeah, exactly. It's the way it is. You know, it's the way the cookie crumbles. I agree. But you got to believe in yourself at the end of the day. And then Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of the mistakes I made. Also, one of the big things in the industry people need to learn is don't believe everybody's a nice guy. (laughs) Not believe when somebody, listen, when you go, when you go to a, the club and you're talking to uh you know certain people that throw the events and they're like oh you're super cool bro and this and that like you know maybe i could put you on my show and blah 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 it's like all right bro bet. i get it you're yeah but like you're probably off the liquor right now or you're off whatever you're off so you know you have that euphoria uh euphoric feeling where you feel happy and you love everybody but okay. you're not because you bet your ass that the next day when you talk to that guy, he's like, hey, remember we met in the, the club and you were telling me that you're going to play me at this certain vessel. They'll be like, who is this? Yeah. Or they'll be like, or they'll hit you with the, oh, I remember you. And then not ever talk to you again. Yeah, exactly. So that happens. 
that happens so much. Um, actually, somebody uh, who mutually we used to, uh, we, we've worked with, mm. that used to throw events. I'll just say he, he's big on that. Who was that? Uh, I'd rather not say because, you know, I- sometimes I see him and, you know, I still show some mutual respect. Because you got to show some mutual respect. Sure. In the industry. Yeah. Uh, they used to throw, I'll just say they used to throw a lot of shows at the hangar. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. HM started getting shows. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. The moment you mentioned Hanger, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you got it. Bro, I remember when he had, like, Miha there. It was at the Miha show. He did that to me. Like Seriously? Yeah, he was like, oh, it's your birthday? Blah, blah, blah. Cool. All right, next show, I'll do that. And he did it to me, like, actually, like, three times. I was like, all right, cool. You know, me being, you know, someone that was excited because I'm like, yes, my hard work's going to pay off. He was just like, Actually, uh, Oddity had to tell me, Oddity was like, don't listen to him, bro. Like, he's probably, like, wasted. And just don't, don't, he's like, bro, don't, don't listen to anybody. These guys that throw these shows, you know, the talent buyers and all that, or that throw the shows when they're at the club, because he taught me that lesson. That guy don't even throw shows anymore. I mean, I'm glad you're doing a show like this so we can keep it raw, because, I mean, his shows were like, one day he'll show love, one day he wouldn't. But I mean, dude, that dude, personally, I see a dude used to be off so much blow. He, his mind probably wasn't even in the right place. Bro, like, I've seen some <laughs> shit. And I'm pr- the only people I, I could ever trust in the promoting games is between the EON networks, Bitson and Phil. Oh, Lu- yeah. I love Bitson. You know, I call her my big sis. Yeah. E- Lucho. Because I've worked on the hand and I've worked closely to him. Mm-hmm. And I guess you guys, Powerhouse? Yeah. Those uh, are like the only people that I can trust that I know that because every other p- promoter or promoter companies are scumbags, are very scummy, and and they've done, have seen some shit that you wouldn't imagine. And I'm be like, it's fucked. Bro, it's Ooh. fucked. And it's like, you know what? I guess this is what you call it typical Miami. When you, when you see shit like that, it's like this is so fucked up, bro. Like, and and I and, and I don't want to associate with those type of people, bro. Me neither, bro. I've seen all right. So like, I saw when um I went to an after party after one of my friends played, and there's this dude. He's like forty, and he has like a son and all that. But then he has young girls on his promotion team that Ugh. he has to hook up with, and then he's always. That's why I kind of I I kind of hate these shows. Yeah. But, because it's like, you know, for example, I would say I elevated a little bit in the industry. And when I go to support a friend, I'm literally in my element, just standing, jamming out to the music. And then some of these people are stuck on the old rave days. Even the older people, they'll be like, hey, don't act like you don't know me. And this and that. Remember where you came from. And it's like, dude, some people have so many big egos where it's like, so I can't just stand in a corner by myself. Like, yeah, you saw me come up, but I've gone past you. And this is one of the people, too, that he's one of those where he's like, at every show, 
he's like, oh, well, I know this dubstep DJ. I know that dubstep DJ and this and that. And they remember me from the old school. Okay, then how come you never fucking made it? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you have to struggle to get backstage every time? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't give a shit about being backstage. I only go backstage because I don't like being surrounded about like around a bunch of people. Oh my god, will you and me feel think the same way? The only reason I want to go in backstage is because I want to be surrounded by people either. I just want to be by myself enjoying music, enjoying the set, and that's go. Let's go. I'm with my people. We go. Yeah, I'm not trying to be around a bunch of people mosh pitting or yeah. Even When it comes to house music, cool, it's cool. Jump, throw your hands up. That was when I was a raver. I'm not a raver. I'm yeah, me either. Throughout my life, I was always a DJ since so, I was 16. So I never actually had that, you know, that feeling or experience of being a raver because I just, I don't know, for for me, I just feel like, man, I'm a DJ. I'd rather be behind the scenes. I'd rather be behind the stage because I feel that's much where I feel much more comfortable and I can talk to people normally you know i can socialize it i don't have to like, imagine try to network in in the middle of a mosh pit it's like hey so what is it you do mosh pit yeah dude that's just annoying yeah and then you have people i promise you one of the worst things i hate is when i'm enjoying the music like naturally i'm not on anything because you know same i'm just i'm sitting there i'm just jamming yeah like i'll have a drink or whatever Because, I mean, come on, we're from Miami. You know we all drink. Man, I stopped drinking a long time ago. I just drink waters in the clubs. Like, I never get a drink. Unless somebody out there backstage or the VIP table offers me a drink, I'll be like, all right, cool. I'll get a drink. Yeah, I don't pay for drinks either. I don't pay for drinks at all. Only water and water, and that's it, you know? So I'll I'll have water, and then, but I mean, like, if somebody's like, hey, you want a drink? Cool. You know, I mean, I'll have a... I'll have a quick drink, like, you know, a quick cocktail, whatever. But I'm I'm literally enjoying the music. And then people are literally like either rolling face or doing this and that. And then they'll just come up to me like, hey, bro, this and that. And I'm just like, that's why I, I like going backstage with the fam. Because I'm just like, geez, bro, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how many did you take? What do you want? And then my response is always like, what? I just, I just, I'm just an asshole, you know, for most of the time. Thank God nobody has ever come to me because if not, I'm just, I'll, I'll be an asshole to you. Straight up, <laughs> like, yo, like, get the fuck out of me. Uh, all right, got it. You're, you're, all right, you're good. Just back, you're in my space. Like, back off, bro. I don't want any, I don't want to have to kick your ass right now, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been, I've been asked that so many times and I'm just like, all right, bro, just leave me alone, bro. Like, And, you know, I, I pretty much hate that about the scene. Not yeah. hate that, because I don't really have hate. I just dislike that, Yeah, you know, what the scene has turned into. Because me seeing the scene has turned into, it went from us actually having a good time and actually being real plur to people just taking a bunch of drugs. Now I feel like they use our industry. As know? an excuse. As an excuse, because there are people who don't even like I can listen to a song, a lot of um, EDM artists and just without even lyrics, I can tell you who made that beat because mm-hmm. that's what I love. Mm-hmm. But you got a lot of people. Yeah, this DJ's fire, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yo, so, you know, this song this and that. Nah, but, you know, I heard him at Ultra or I heard him at EDC. What made you go? I don't know. My friends went. So I went. And then they just go and take a bunch of drugs and they don't even know 
the history of that DJ because certain DJs changed their name. For example, R.L. Grime, a lot of people didn't know he was clockwork. I was listening to R.L. Grime mm. since clockwork. Interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know that either. Yeah. R.L. Grime, before he went mainstream and started making some of the stuff he made, he was making like progressive electro. Mm. As clockwork. As clockwork was one of my favorite DJs. I follow every single DJ that have, has like kind of changed their names. Like Griffin. I don't know if, you, if you've ever heard of the... No, I, met, I met Griffin before. So Griffin, people don't know Seven Nation Army when Big Room was big. The song Seven Nation, uh, Seven Nation Army. Mm-hmm. The Big Room remix, uh, a White Panda remix, or White Panda remix. Griffin was a part of that duo, White Panda. Oh, I have heard of White Panda. Griffin was in White Panda. Ah, interesting. Yeah, bro. Like, a lot of people want to be DJs and this and that, don't even know the DJ's history. Like, do you really want to be in the industry? Because a lot of people, I'll give them my history. Yeah, because years from now, people are going to be like, Nightcrawler, oh, shit, that was Raveheart Rick. That was DJ Raveheart. He had a song out like this because... In the industry, you know, once you finally learn how to, you know, you learn how to join BMI or ASCAP mm. and all that, you know, it's a different level from when you just start out and you're like, let me just put out whatever music. So, yeah, man. But that's crazy. You didn't know Clockwork was... <laughs> no, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I don't... Then again, I, I've... I know R.O. Grind for a few songs. I Like, I'm not a R.O. Grind fan. Like, I'm more of a dubstep fan. Like, uh, anything that's melodic dubstep or regular dubstep, uh, those are mostly the genres I follow. So, Arrow Grimes, like, I've heard some of his songs that I play some of his songs. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, like, before and after, you know, I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Like, he's good. Yeah. I mean, he's really good. He kind of helped start the trap wave next to Bro Safari and Flosser Domus. And GTA. GTA, Um, yeah. Florida boys. Yeah, we gotta show love to GTA, man. Shout out to those guys. I know they're their hometown. Yeah. And they made it big. You know they actually went to SAE? They graduated from there? Yeah, and I think one of them used to one of them. One of them actually went there. And and then I think one of them used to work at like GameStop. I think it was Julio. I think it was Julio, yeah. Because the other one, uh, what was his name? Was it Matt? The, The white boy. He's the one who went to SAE. Okay, and then Julio is uh, the other one. He's the Hispanic one. Yeah, yeah the Hispanic. No, but the thing is, they actually make good music, man. I like their music. I like the the trajectory of their music, of how it started and where it is right now. Like, it's dope how how yeah. much they changed from the, what they were to what they are now. And that's the entire industry, man. The entire industry is, you know, um, it's about you know, levels and progression and growth and evolution to see now too, you know, I'm, I'm actually, let me tell you right now, I'm proud of what you're doing because it's, you know, I, I see you've graduated a lot into a new level because sometimes I still ask, I'd be like, yo, what's up with Wolfson? Like I've heard, I've heard his tracks and, and then I'm like, I don't see him. I know. Right. Then, That's wild. Yeah. And then a lot of people tell me too, they're like, when are you going to play another show? I'm like, I'm not. So did you quit DJing? No, I just, there's only so much. And Audigy taught me that too. It's just like, there's only some, so much you can play in Florida before you just get bored of playing in Florida. I agree with that. I played in Florida. I play, I even played in my hometown in Puerto Rico twice. Yeah. So I was like, I, I get the feeling that 
I wish, you know, that I could have taken a little bit further with my music career, but I was more, I was dealing with some inner demons and mm -hmm. I feel like that was much more important than, you know, doing that. Yeah. And once I got out of the headspace, I just felt like I don't want to do any more music for now. I'm just tired. Like, let me just go on a sabbatical or stuff. You know, let me just stop making music altogether. See how it feels. And when I started making this podcast, that's where I feel like, oh, my God, I've never been so heavily invested on something since, like, I started making music. And now I'm just so involved with the podcast that I, I want to take this podcast to the next level. I want to, I want this to be one of the, my biggest brands. I want, I want this to be what people will know me, not just being the dubstep guy, but I want people to know me as like, yo, that's Wolf's in the, from the Lone Wolf pod. You know, that's what, that's what I want. You know, like um, for me, DJing and producing, like, I, hey, a few months ago is what I started making music just, just because, just, just we're like, I feel like I want to do something. And then boom, I posted on my Instagram um, some previews to let them know like what I got. And now I'm waiting for record labels to say that the goal for, yes, let's sign these songs and move forward. It's like, yeah, cool. Let's go for it. You know? So yeah, my trajectory, my trajectory of Wilson, it hasn't ended. I'm just looking for bigger and better things in my life. You know, stuff sure. that I know that I've, that's make me happy and it makes me passionate about it. And this is one of those things that, and I want to put this as like my main thing up you've top of it. anything. You've earned it, brother. You've earned it. So, you know, you've worked hard. I saw you work hard and come up. So I, I think you've earned it. And like you said, uh, there was a time where, bro, I didn't DJ for like two years. I took time off. I didn't release. And then, you know, you got people saying you have like, because I, I have hundreds of tracks. How come you don't just release and this and that? Because I needed time for me. Yeah, it's not just let me work myself like a horse and not, you know, like sometimes you mentally get exhausted. Yeah. So mentally, I got exhausted from the game and I was like, all right, bro, I need time for myself. I don't give a shit about partying. I don't give a shit about making appearances because, you know, some people the scene a couple of years ago, it was, oh, you want to be a part of the scene? You got to show face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I know you I, I know you get me on. There's nights that you're tired as hell, but if you don't show face to that event, it's like you don't care and you're just, and it's like, bro, you know how many times I was there tired as hell, standing in the club? I'm like, yeah. I need to drink a shit ton of Red Bull. Preach, preach, man. Yeah. So that I got tired of that. I'm like, all right, dude, whatever, bro. Because it's like people book you if you show face and do this and do that. And I was just like, all right, yo, screw this shit. Like, I'm done. Like I gotta take a break. I agree, man. And I and I tell you, taking a break is the best feeling ever because once you take a break and that you'll find something bigger and better that you will wanna do and you'll jump on it and you'll be like more happy, you know? And that that's what happened to me, man. Yeah, man. And it happened to me too. And that's why I don't get some people they see, you know, I again I feel like some insecure people probably mm. like love the whole DJing thing. There are people who work very hard that, you know, deserve, you know, all the music industry stuff and all that. I get it. But I believe there are some people that are insecure and they hide their insecurity through this music. So they live for the glory of 20,000, 40,000, 50,000 people screaming their name to feel good about themselves. 
Mm. They don't actually love the music. I mean, hey, if that's what you got to do to make yourself feel happy in life, cool. I mean, at the end of the day, I know, you know, I don't know how you feel. I know I already know how to do your your biggest favorite DJ. I can I know how to do the same shit he knows how to do. I agree. Yeah. It's it's like I don't know. I feel like it, you know, as we get older, we we start to see other things that we start to enjoy, and you know, like we we'll start to like other things and we just go with it, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, not, it's not in it for everybody. Maybe some people just like continue on and go through it and and make it. And, and you got others like us that, you know, hey, we made it. Like, we feel like we made it because I I reached my goals. I play at, I played at Life of Color at a festival. That's my first time. I played back home on a sold out festival. I feel accomplished. I played up in Tampa as well. Like, I play in Orlando. I, I don't know. I feel accomplished. Like, I feel like I made it in, in a way. And, you know, I'm satisfied. Like, I'm satisfied for all the achievements that I made to. So... Mm -hmm. Like I'm in a I'm in, I'm in a happy place. Yeah. I'm just, all right, cool. Now it's just like all right, goals I've set have been made. Now, like, how do I turn my my passion into a job? Yeah. So I don't have to work for anybody. Yeah. That's, that's about it. And then now that you mentioned Orlando, to revert that club I was telling you that I played at when it was really big, Firestone. Mm. It was called Firestone. Yeah, it was Firestone, uh, Firestone Live. And that used to be by Alliance Events. And that was the biggest club at the moment in Orlando. And that was around 2012 when, or like 2011 or 2012 when Afrojack and everyone was just getting big. Oh, shit. I remember. Yeah. So, you know, it was around that time of EDM. And that, that, that was amazing because, I mean, come on, bro. That was an Afrojack was coming up. I saw him at Ultra when he played two sets in one day. That's wild. Yeah. He played on a small stage. And I don't know if like a DJ canceled or something, but that was when Takeover Control became a huge song with Eva Simmons. Mm -hmm. And then that was when Avicii dropped Seek Bromance. Oof, oof. I mean, I personally say this. I don't want to speak on the man, but and I don't mean this in a bad way, but I think... Avicii was battling some demons he didn't want to say he didn't want to be open with. I mean, have you seen the documentary? Uh, you mean about what the documentary he was going to make about the child? Uh, no, the Tim Burke documentary about him. That story about his life before his demise. No, what was the story? I mean, basically, yeah, like since he was uh, as a as a big artist, he actually like was struggling with certain inner demons because, you know, between alcohol and drugs and shit, you know, and it got the best of it. And, you know, and ultimately I mean, like off himself. Yeah. And what, what I'm saying about uh, Seek Bromance is listen to the name of the song, Seek Bromance. He never saw him in a relationship. And with a girlfriend, and it was a little weird. I'm I mean, you, I mean, it's not so weird because not many artists were. Not there's still artists out there that they're big and they don't have a relationship. It's only the few that you know they do. But I get, I get where you're going, where you're trying to tackle on his music. Because no, no, when I was listening to some of his songs, I'm like, I feel like he was very alone. Mm -hmm. Like to himself, he felt alone. And he was so talented, but he had his family, but he felt alone. For all you know, he could have been the black sheep in the family. I don't know. Because you said his documentary, he said you said that he pretty much like offed himself. That's pretty much what happened. 
Yeah, I mean, look, look at why Hardwell, Hardwell retired at 30 for music because he, he got discovered by Tiesto at 18. Yeah. And then looking from 18 till now, because Hardwell's just a little bit older than us. Well, now he's, I think when he turned 30, now he, he's probably like 31, 32. But imagine being in the industry for that long. An industry like this. That's and, why I said and retire early. Yeah. I mean it tells you a lot about how how horrible the industry really is and how you better take care of yourself, you know? Yeah, and then you know, you have a lot of people that speak about people like Harvey Weinstein and people like that in the industry mm-hmm. when they're young and they start out that you know there are a lot of wicked people in the industry that yep. you're you're young, so you don't know any better, you know. I mean, look, look at the, the that sick situation, the bass nectar, the space Jesus, like all those motherfuckers, bro. Like, wait, I didn't, I don't know about the bass nectar situation, but there was another dude called Bass. I forgot what his name was, but they said something about him too. And then he said space Jesus. Hey, I've heard that dude's an asshole. Yeah, no. Uh, it, between it's him and bass nectar, they were basically grooming people. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's like a strong case against him, his touring company, his label, his management company. It's a shit show, bro. Like there's like a huge lawsuit case against them. And I don't know how they're going to come up with this. That's like I still don't know how he's not still in prison. Yeah, because I right, look, um, I'll be honest with that guy. Uh, when I did a couple shows. Where, you know, remember how we used to throw the shows and all that and do everything? Yeah. And I'm, I'm fine. I'm open to talking about it. He's never going to recover from this. Oh, hell no. Hell no. He thinks, no he, has- he thinks he will, but no, like he's, he's just lying to himself to, to, make him, to make himself feel better. But it's just going to deep a bigger hole than it was, you know, like. And then firepower. No, like no one's going to sign to that. The firepower. Drop him, his own label drop him, and and because of that, they damaged the the reputation and name of that record label that nobody wants to send music or you know pay attention to them. I mean, yeah, because one thing I'll tell you is when I used to work, you know, when when I worked shows because they used to have me be the stage manager as well. Mm-hmm. So bought into events and then I'd be the stage manager, uh, making sure you know. No one's on the stage when each artist has their entourage coming and everything. And then also doing uh, hospitality, like the green room shit. Some of the shit they say about this dude, it's not a lie. Because all he cared about was he didn't use one of those. He had the, I'm a DJ. So, you know, uh, he got uh, lost into the lights. Like, I'm a DJ. Girls are swooning over me. Let me, um, you know what I mean? I believe the case that came out against him, I believe it. I believe it, too. And I believe it because people who who have toured with him have told me stories about it. Mm-hmm. Imagine that's how I'm. That's how credible I believe yeah. the story. I was like, wow. Yeah, because I, I used to be like, you know. And then one day I remember, yeah, it's just I, I just I saw a couple things. You know, I've seen dirty and dark things in this industry that I'm just like, yep. And then some people of power try to make you like feel like keep your head down and don't say anything if you want to make it. And that's how this whole industry is built. 
And that's where I, Wolfson, the lone wolf, comes in the scene and breaks that fucking cycle and tells yeah. and exposes the fucking truth about this industry and how shitty it is and how you should be careful of it. See? Yeah, I mean, I'm breaking he, the I'm breaking that fucking cycle. Yeah, I mean, and then me, also a lot of people don't book me too because like I just tell the truth and I'll check you at the door. Like I don't I don't fuck with shit like that. Like that's somebody's daughter. Like mm. why would you do that chill? She woke up on the hood of a car naked. Yeah, no, bro. I hate I hated that. I I I never like that and I tell it like it is as well. I I see like, some weird shit, I tell you right in your face, like, yo, you about to sue some weird shit, bro. Better check yourself before law enforcement is involved in all this. Yeah, I mean, so that shit, I personally believe he's never coming back from that. And then never. Couple, yeah, like, you know, on my rider. And look, look what happened to Dubs. What happened to Dubs? Tell me about it. So Dubs was big. And then they got locked up for like a month. Oh. In Hungary. Because they say that they had six girls in their green room. And that they had smoked something. I don't know what they smoked. Oh, I think I've heard that story. And then they, after their show, they uh, people walked into the room and all the girls were passed out. I don't know. I, I don't think they said, you know, like nothing happened to them. There was like no rape cases or anything, but the girls were passed out. So, I mean, that's a bad look because anyone could have walked into that room. Yeah. And, uh, for those girls that's why my writer i tell my management say i do get picked for a big show on the writer i just me personally i drink pinot grigio so i'll just be like get me a bottle of pinot grigio i'm probably not going to finish the whole thing get yourselves whatever you want and i want like i know some artists enjoy groupies i'm like no no groupies in my green room none of that if you want to take photos after again I mean, I'm going to feel weird about it, but I'll be like, hey, you know what? We'll take some photos or whatever, but no, like, female fans yep. in my room because I am not getting into that situation. Yep. I am not getting that sick or, oh, yep. and now I'm thinking about the other guy I was talking about that they said about him, too. Throwback. I don't know if you remember this name. Base Hunter. Yeah, I remember uh, they said something about Bass Hunter, too, that he was a creep. Mm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I mean, hey, people have said Bass Hunter is a creep. Um, I mean, it's crazy. You know, um, it was just, you would think these guys would. I've heard things about multiple big DJs. Yeah. I heard my friend told me a story about Cedric Gervais. The French dude? Mm -hmm. Oh boy! Uh, a personal, a personal friend that his family uh, booked them for their club, and they literally had told me they had to go get the girl. They literally ran into the hotel room and had to go get the girl. That's why he hasn't been booked at their club. I don't, I don't know how true that is. You know what? It's not so far fetched, to be honest. When I hear some wild stories of artists like that, I don't know how your ego is so high up your ass, bro. Seriously. You know what I put on my writers? Mm. On my writer, I put six bottles of water and six bottles of Corona. That's pretty it, much it. Because if I feel like I, I want to drink some beer, it's just to chill. I'll have some beer. If not, then I'll have water. I'll just drink water. And that's pretty much it, you know? And if I really want to party, the same thing, but add a bottle of Jaeger. And we'll, yeah. have a, we'll have a party between ourselves. 
And I'm yeah, with yeah. you on that. I'd never want to be with um with women in my in my green room or any of that shit. Like, nope. I no only people that know me and mm-hmm. people who work in in people who work in the in the club or in the yeah man because the scary industry because one just one bad word one girl can and it could not be true but she screams rape or anything your whole life is over bro you know? it's some wild shit bro like it only takes one and then that's it bro like it that's it you get canceled because of you didn't even, you weren't even part of it and let me tell you i'm t- stick to this to this day it's incredible some shit happened on that jello claw show mm-hmm. that, that they try to put a rift between me oddity and big and slim i was supposed to go to that show you know it was my birthday i know what show you're talking about because that was when what you would call it it was my birthday and then my phone wasn't connected that day because i had to go buy a new phone right so, so then oddity had messaged me through facebook and he was like Yo, what's good? What are you doing tonight? We're trying to put you on my guest list for tonight because that's when he played main stage. Mm-hmm. I remember that was in like 2016, no? Yeah, that was 20, 2016, bro. And yeah, I remember I, I was supposed to go to that show. I remember like it was day, bro. Like, I don't know what happened because I was after the show, I was in my own world. I was talking mm-hmm. to my to Nitty Greedy at that time. I was talking to Howard. We were just having a good time and whatnot. And then come to next week, I get a phone call from Big and Sense like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, I heard that you're talking shit about us. So, so I'm like, what? When was this? Oh, in the Jello Claw show, you, you know, that that's what you hear about. Oh, that's what we were talking tra- trash about you guys saying do this. I'm like, huh? I wasn't even part of this whole conversation. I don't even know what the fuck is going on. And my name is included. And bro. I had calls from people I never would have imagined I get phone calls with. And they're all telling me the same shit. It's like, yo, what's going on? Why, why are you beefing with Big and Slim? Yo, wh- what, what's this thing about Big and Slim that you're beefing with him? Why are you calling him out? Well, I'm like, huh? I didn't I do mean, shit, bro. I, 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 was, I was in my world. What the fuck? And all of a sudden, my name was thrown out saying, like, I say some shit and whatnot. Like, what the fuck? It got to the point that I called Oddity and I was like, yo, Oddity, apparently there's some beef between us and Big and Slim. Like, some shit happened? Like, and he's like, seriously? Like, yo, put, put Big and Slim and put it on conference. It's like, yeah, yeah. Let's clear the air because what the fuck is going on? And I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. I was in my own world having a good time celebrating that I just did main stage on a show. You know, I worked my ass off for. So of I don't know. Main stage show is always the most like. And the- it's and it just like it made me feel like stupid. It's like, bro, it only takes one stupid thing, one bad rumor for, for everything to. Oh, man, I got stories for you. For oh, days, my but- God, bro. Like. It, it's it's dumb out there. It, it, it made me so cautious about going to these shows. It made me fill my def- my guard up the whole time that I can't fuck with anybody. Uh, only my people, and that's yeah. it. Because Wait, if Wait, anything, I guess it's that. I guess it's that Miami ego competition that you know some. Like, you know, that some people had to build their companies from different ways or struggle to to maintain their business to where they are. And then all of a sudden they see these young cats that they're working together with, with cool people and they just want to 
see everybody succeed, they get jealous and they, they start talking mad shit about them, you know? And then that's how rumors fly around. Yeah, I mean, you know how many times I've been told, for me, I struggled so long that as soon as I started, you know, getting a buzz after I struggled, like, you know, after Audigy played my uh, my track uh, Rhythm at Like in Color in 2016. I remember. Yeah, yeah. And all this and that. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think I still got the video when you guys were on stage. Yeah. At that stage. Yeah. At that stage. I know. We play We play some of the songs, man. That's where I play. Before Nitty Gritty blew up, be Nitty Gritty. That's where he yeah. gave me all the songs. That's like, yo, play this songs and I'll play on our set. And me and Artigy were just like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with songs and songs yeah, and songs. It was, yeah. It was you that actually played. You guys played my song. Hey, Wilson, once again, shout the fuck out. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Put your W's out, man. Yeah, hey, W. That's what I'm talking about. W, let's go. Yeah, so I, I remember um, that's when, and you know what's funny? I tell him, I was like, you know, at first I used to think Audigy was cocky because mm. I saw him at SAE because he was going to SAE at the same time. As me, and I was like, man, this motherfucker's cocky. And then we became friends, and I was like, yo, this dude actually helps people. People don't understand. Like, he's a good dude. And then that's when you boys played that song, Rhythm. Mm -hmm. And, dude, that actually changed my life a lot. So thank you again. Because of course, brother. I got to go on a journey, bro, that, man, this has been an experience, and now I'm really in the industry, bro. So like, yeah, you work hard and then you just got to dodge all the negative because, you know, it's a propelling door. It's going to it's gonna keep happening unless, you know, I mean, yeah, we got to make a change, but it goes with the new decade. Can we make the change? I agree, man. Wild stories happens in the industry, man. Some are good. Some are bad. Some are what? <laughs> it happens. It happens, man. It happens as well, bro. Yeah, dude. That's why I don't like being in the industry anymore. No, nope. I don't. I'm I'm done with that. Nope. I'm I'm happy in my own little bubble. <laughs> it's a safe space, so. But so, you get what I mean? Yeah. It's too much drama, dude. That's why I'm happy to not be in the industry anymore. Yeah. So that's why my girl doesn't even go to my shows. I promise you. If I do another show, she's like, I don't even want to go to your shows. Mm. She trusts me enough. I know you'll come back home. She doesn't go to my shows. Yeah, bro. Pro tip: Don't bring your girl to your show. I mean, it's okay to br it's okay to bring your girl to the show. You just gotta let her know you're gonna see some wild shit. Okay, it's just don't be surprised. It's just I no, guess I mean, nature's taking its course. I guess. Yeah, my girl doesn't doesn't like shit like that. So I'm like, she's not she's not a jelly type, but she's just like like the rave scene. I'm like. Trust me, I'm just there to make an appearance. Yeah, my girl is not into EDM either. She's a, she could care less, but she knows I came from that world, and she knows that that I've associated with people and and in the industry and right. So she she's very aware of my artistry and my followings and all that stuff. So and but, yeah, one day I definitely want to take her, but she's like, it's okay, you could go, you could go, you don't, you don't need me. It's yeah. like, my, my girl listens to country music. Yeah, my girl listens to country music too. It feels so much better like with aging that, that we're not doing any of this shit anymore and we're going to change the game. And I feel like this is going to shake the game. I agree. This is going to shake the game. 
and make you know uh the new people coming up realize like yo don't be an asshole because mm-hmm. we're watching the people before us cool their time is done we're watching now because just as i can call you you can call me when we find out somebody's being a little fucking asshole it doesn't matter if we're different crews like for example how hollywood works paramount studios universal studios warner brothers and all them people from different areas that work in different you know what i mean studios mm-hmm. they call each other they let each other know when somebody burned a bridge they let each other know yep i've worked hotels since i was 19. trust me i'll tell you people in the hotel hospitality industry the moment they call uh the moment somebody is an asshole this and that they call each other yep i've worked in a clearing there for three years so i wouldn't know yeah i've worked every hotel from south beach i'm talking from south point to literally hollywood and past it yeah so we're in customer service bro and the music industry you got to treat it like customer service you got to know it's it looks big but it's small yep because everybody knows everybody it, it will somehow the word mouth will reach it to somewhere and someone will hear about it yeah and then if you do some asshole shit because people make mistakes cool but if you do some real asshole shit like some unforgivable asshole shit people are gonna know about it one way or another people are gonna know about it simple as that just be humble man just be respectful be humble be patient persevere with your goals and your passions you know just conduct yourself accordingly conduct yourself accordingly i agree that's the only way to to see man if you do the asshole shit uh ain't nobody want to got time to make business with you man yeah you know you lose business if you do that because maybe somebody was fucking with you before it was like oh man I can see this guy going up and then all of a sudden they hear a story. I'll be like, man, I wish, man, I, I could work with this guy, but I heard something and I don't want to work with him. That's how you lose opportunities, even with, before the opportunity can even come. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a saying too: don't block your blessings. You never block your blessings, man. You know, everybody that comes into your life is to teach you a lesson. And especially in the music industry, which is one of the toughest industries, because yeah there's an industry but at the same time when you're dependent you're independent yep so treat everybody with respect and then you know sometimes you may not talk to somebody for a while my my tip my pro tip for people coming up would be if you could rebuild a certain relationship if there's no bad blood you build it you never know what's going to happen next you never know when you might make it the next big thing you just never no i agree be cool be humble be happy when you see you know hug it out and then always let people know you appreciate them bro and then watch what happens that good energy is going to bring good karma and that's my final word on my experience in the industry that's what's up man ended up with a great note bro love it bro we're gonna wrap this up man i'm gonna give you one last question man before we leave, what are you currently doing now and what do you hope to accomplish? Uh, right now, I'm working on an album. Mm-hmm. I'm on album mode and I've got a couple EPs, but I'm on like album mode. And then I've submitted tracks to a couple, you know, to some of my favorite DJs that their labels have written back. And then all I do is pray every day. 
and we'll see if they bring me on. That's what's up, man. And then that, and also uh, I'm training for kickboxing and Muay Thai, not to do competitions, just as cardio and all that. That's about it. That's dope, man. That's dope. Thank you very much, man, for coming into the podcast, man. I really appreciate your time. And this is, have been a great conversation with you, man. Hey, Wolfson, man. Remember, you're one of the OGs out here. And I don't think people really know this. You're an OG. And I'm truly honored that you chose me to uh, be on your podcast. And I truly appreciate you. And I hope this goes huge because you are a talented man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that very much for that, man. Um, before we leave... Shut yourself out, man. Where can the people follow you? What it, can people expect something anytime soon? Just plug uh, yourself out. Okay, so we got you follow me at Nightcrawler and GHT And then I also have a, a project I'm working on with an upcoming artist, the Black Music Mob, inspired by Swedish House Mafia. Mm. And then I have my joke around page that I put my throwaway songs, King Crawler, as you can see by the shirt. And yeah, man. So, but everything is Nightcrawler. So everything, every handle, Nightcrawler. Without the I. Hmm? Without the I. N-G-H-T-K-R-A-W-L-E-R. All right. On every handle that's on Snapchat, Instagram, SoundCloud, Apple Music, every handle. And shout out to my brother, Wilson, man. That's what I'm talking about, man. Appreciate it very much, man. Well, we're going to leave it right there with that a happy note, man. Nightcrawler, thank you very much for coming in, man. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course, the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's LoneWolfPod.com. Please help me out. Share this channel. Let everybody know. Let's get to the 100 subscribers, man, so we can have our own URL and then we can do some more crazy shit. Comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experience. If you guys got something that you want to say to me or say to Nightcrawler, please comment down below. If you guys got a specific topic that you want us to cover, Comment down below and let us know. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.